man, we finally getting exactly what we wanted in this city. All right. Maybe it's premature for us to celebrate celebrate, but um the Houston Texans stop it. are doing stop, pretty stop decent. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. No, 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 no. No. Here's what I'm gonna say. I felt Ooh. that this morning when I woke up. I felt it in my spirit because I was like, yo, the first two games, preseason's great. As a Texans fan, as a Rockets fan, as a Houston fan in general, yeah. you gotta you gotta stay even. You got you gotta stay right here. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't celebrate if you set you it's like a watch pop up. You can't get too excited too early. It's the preseason. I'm excited. I am, but I'm I'm trying to keep it down. Like Cause I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get wild. I'm gonna start talking noise, and then the next thing you know, it's zero and thirteen, and that's that. And then it's my that's fault. That's what it is. It's because I jinxed them, though. It's because I jinxed them. I'm not gonna jinx my team. I'm giving them a chance this year. I'm be like, <laughs> yo, look, we got a young team. They ready to go. We have, uh, you know, everything is. I didn't know how that Watson thing would turn out, but I feel like it's turned out for the for, for the better. We are gonna see how this goes. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited. You're about excited, her. but you act like you jinxing the team has anything to do with anything. No one cares it about does. you. It does. You're black and ugly as ever. Have I stayed used to down to my socks? Oh yes, oh yes. It's them again. It's the boys from In My Humble Opinion. I'm your host. Welcome. To our show, I'm your host Avery, like a very nice guy. Um, I'm also what is it, Vince McMahon's? I'm the Highway Six God. I got a various like, numbers of names. It doesn't even matter, but me, it's me, it's Avery. Ding, and I am with my brother, the co-host, the best writer this both sides of the Mississippi and on the planet Earth and on Jupiter. My blood brother. Just Devon, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. Uh, I don't know how the writers are on Jupiter or, you know, pretty much anywhere else. I'm not going to claim that. You're not going to put that on me. I'm putting that on you. All right, writer. I'm putting that positivity on you, Ricky. I appreciate it. I appreciate the positivity. I do. And this is what it is. This is In My Humble Opinion podcast. I want to thank the people that are listening on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, whatever, um, YouTube. Hey, look, you can see us. Um, and, you know, like, share, and subscribe. Tell your shout friends. Out, shout out to our favorite, favorite YouTube person. Who's our girl on YouTube? Uh, dang, man. See, look at you. This bird. All right, I know her last there name. You go. Kimberly Bird. There you go. Kimberly See, look bird. at you. Shouts out to Kimberly. Day one, always there, keeping us on point. We appreciate it. For real. And Don't try to come a... here and take Kimberly's spot either and be like, oh, listen, that's what I know. I know our cousin's going to be like, I was day one. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry. She comes. Our Larry, our dad. Better, you know what I'm saying? Larry, Larry fell off. Yeah. yeah, Larry, if you're listening to this, he got lucky because Larry fell off for a while. He was like, I don't know. I don't know. Now he's trying to come back on. Yeah, that's our dad. Nigga <laughs> he got no faith in us. But I have faith in me. I have faith in us because we're following our dreams, okay? And you know who else followed her dreams? Or our next guest did. Or she started by writing music at seven to recording professionally at 14. Yeah, you know I got that from the easy page. But no, she goes from go-go dancing to nursing. She tried and realized that ain't me. You know what I'm saying? But she knows what's for her. 
singing, doing something that she enjoyed and getting paid for. We're going to talk about a myriad of things today. One of the things that I agree with her with, Mariah carries everything. Everything. All right. She's a model, writer, singer, rapper, socialite, reality TV star, Brooklyn's own Fort Greene to be exact. You know, old dirty bastard. Mother I'm sorry, not mother. <laughs> Jordan. Uh, Erica Badu lives there right now. I'm saying like Rosie Perez, Chris Rock, Mike Tyson, Iron Mike Tyson. These are great people that have come from this area. And guess what? She's from there too. One of the greatest people, Jaden Zoe. Hey, what's up? How's it going? How are you guys? We are good. We are good. Uh, Erica Badu lives in Fort Greene now? I don't know. I I didn't even know she lived in Fort Greene right now. It, it, it's probably the Fort Greene area. I would say like Fort Greene projects where I was at. Fort Greene is now like the new mecca of Brooklyn, like downtown Brooklyn. Dumbo. I was about to say, how, yeah. how much? It's like. We're, it's happening here too. It's happening here too, because like, I mean, you're, you're here in Houston. Uh, we yeah. focus on Houston artists. That this is this young lady, reps Houston. She is here in Houston. She's cut her yeah. teeth here in Houston, so she knows the city. Look, the areas downtown that like are like getting nice. They used to not be. So it's happening now. Like Edo, <laughs> yeah. they really getting off on Edo. E East of downtown used to just be Fifth Ward and the downtown area. Now they're like, oh, it's Edo. Tell us right. about Right. I heard the same thing with Third Ward too. Oh, like yeah. Third Ward in like Midtown. Am I? Yeah. Is that yes. Okay. So I was like, like dang. Okay. <laughs> they try to give, they really try to extend out Midtown. Like as like, Midtown was there. And then they just gradually like, Oh, well, this block is now Midtown, and now this block, and now <laughs> this block. Like, tell us about growing up in Fort Greene. Like, when's the last time you went back to Fort Greene? Okay, that was a long time ago. I haven't been back to Fort Greene in a while. But um, growing up in Fort Greene, it was just like, well, that's when New York was really New York. Like, I feel like New York now is not the New York that I grew up in. It's totally different. Like, it was cool. Like, everybody in my hood, um, we all were friends. We all was in the same schools. We seen the same people every single day. So, <laughs> and it was downtown Brooklyn. So, we was right by um, the Brooklyn Bridge. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we had this thing called the promenade. We used to always go to the promenade. Uh, we used to go down to the water. All of that is new now. It's full of condos. But when we used to go down there, it was just a highway. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, it's like a different experience now. Like Dumbo and Fort Green is like, it looks like, I mean, that's what they have, like the new Soho house now, if you go to New York, which is stunning. But um, it's, it's, it's way different now. But growing up, it was so much fun. Yeah. Fort Green was fun. What well, well I mean, speaking of, speaking of New York and Brooklyn, and that's where you, you know, you're born, you got your start off. Uh, tell us about uh, Divas with Attitude. Oh my gosh, so Divas with Attitude right. is a group, a dance troupe that I was in, in, you know, the community that I lived in called um, Ingersoll Housing. So with my after school program, um, they started out a dance group and at first we were just doing it just for recreational purposes and like, you know, after school, having fun with your friends. And they had this really brilliant idea and was like, you know what, girls, we should go to the Apollo. And I was like, Pfft. 
please. You're like, what the hell are they gonna wanna do with us? Like, Talk about know, the like, world famous Apollo Theater? Yeah, right. yeah, like the world famous Apollo in Harlem. And at first I was like, yeah, okay, like this is crazy. So we made up a, um, a dance group, like, you know, dance moves or whatever. And we rehearsed, we practiced, and we went to the audition and we won. Uh, we got past the audition stage and we actually won twice on the show on the Apollo. So that's where the Divas with Attitude came in, and which was really cool. I was nine years old oh, wow. on the Apollo. Like, scared is, I curse on here, no. Scared yeah. is crap. <laughs> no, 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 no. First of all, you can definitely curse. Go ahead and curse. <laughs> but I was scared as crap, though. I was really like, this is like a different experience. You know, like a nine-year-old being on television. And the craziest experience with Divas with Attitude is being on that stage and not being able to see the crowd, but actually hear the crowd. Because at the Apollo, they have these stage lights and you can't see the crowd, but the crowd can see you, obviously. And I just remember being on stage and just scared, like, is this what it's like? <laughs> is this what I'm gonna have to go through? Like, I was like a nervous wreck, but at that moment, I know a star was born, so. And Star was definitely born, but I got a question though about the Apollo. Number mm -hmm. one, I know you, you you rub the wood, of course. Everybody yeah. does. Yeah. Now, was Steve Harvey hosting at this time? No. Okay. This was in 2005, I think. I'm so much older than you. So, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, you was nine in 2005? I, no, I don't, I got it. I don't even know. I think oh it was like, no, it worked, it worked, sorry, it sorry, sorry, no, 2002. Okay, okay, okay. 2002, I'm Graduated like, high school. it was like 2000, early 2000s. <laughs> but um, my brain cells is like, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, we rubbed the wood and stuff, but I don't remember who the host was. I can't go that far back. I really no, don't. No, no, I just want to know. But I do know. I do know that we did not get the Sandman, so that's the best thing. <laughs> we did not get the Sandman. People did get the Sandman when we were on that show, though, because you could, we were under the stage. Okay. You could hear all the talent going on in the crowd and everything, and you could just hear, Ooh. I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I was like, I hope we don't get this guy, because that is going to be so embarrassing. Like, so that, no. <laughs> that was your first taste of stardom, I imagine. Yes. Yes, so it was. What was that feeling like for you at that time to be able to be on the world-famous Apollo stage where everybody has been on? It was like scary. I can say I was really nervous. I just remember being extremely nervous and I was like, I came this far, so I can't check it out now. Mm -hmm. But I was really nervous and just, you know, I couldn't wait to see the outcome. I don't know, like almost like I wanted to leave my body <laughs> and, and let my body do whatever, you know what I'm saying? Watch me from afar. Like it was just weird. Like I was just extremely nervous, but it was a good experience. Um, it was my very, very first experience in front of a large crowd, especially being on TV and in a newspaper mm -hmm. in a New York. I think it was in a, a daily uh, news, mm -hmm. uh, like the daily news or something like that in New York. So it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. We had a little article there and I was like, it was cute. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. That's not bad. So I mean, right. that's, still, that's in New York. We're talking about you're still young <laughs> at this point, but you already right. have this drive to want to sing perform something like yeah. you're like oh i know this is what i'm gonna do yes like i i mean i always knew that music was me it's it was a part of me i didn't just wake up and be like hmm, i want to be an artist like i don't remember or recall even saying that i just wake up and did it i used to always sing 
you know, I always, you know, used to go to studios or try to, you know, buy karaoke machines and all types of stuff and just, you know, just be singing on them and try to, you know, mix music. I learned how to work Pro Tools and um, Reason at the time um, yeah. on my regular computer, like the, the Dell desktop <laughs> that was like 1938. The Reason was old. complicated. Reason was yeah, complicated. Like, so my hat right. goes off. Right. And you know, like you have to get like a little microphone and like when you have a desktop computer and we're not talking about like a MacBook, we're talking about like a Dell, <laughs> like desktop computer and you download Reason on there and you like- With the big booty just, screen? Yeah. Yes. You playing what? Solitaire and freaking Minesweeper. Please. Like- <laughs> So you're on the computer, you're learning these things. Now I was watching an interview before and you mentioned something but I, I just want to see if I, if there was more to this. Uh, did somebody find you on MySpace? Um, yes. So, um, well, Joy Leslie, which is Ryan Leslie's sister, you know, the producer, Ryan Leslie. Of course, Ryan Leslie. Joy Leslie found me, because I loved Cassie. Um, I loved Cassie. She was signed to the next election at the time, I believe. And then I used to... Um, I knew a producer also, his name was Flames Flow or something like that. I can't really remember, it was so long ago. But he was a producer um, who also discovered me as well. And I had went to daddy's house and um, he used to have me come there and like actually write for some of the artists. So it was right next to a source magazine. It was really crazy, but- Let me clarify for the listeners. Daddy's house is Diddy's old studio. Yes. Right daddy's house is where all those hits was made. Does it? Yes. Yeah. Which is, I think, well, now it's closed. Or uh, he probably has a different studio somewhere else. But at that time, um, it was Daddy's house, and it was a lot of great music, great things coming out of there. Like I met Wale there. I met a lot of artists coming in and out of that studio. But Joy Leslie found me on MySpace, and um, she was just like, "Oh, I love your records," because you know MySpace, MySpace have the audio things, like you know, like the um, where you can put your music on there, like a music page. Yeah. So I had my music on there and oh my God, this journey is so cool. But just thinking about like all the things that I did was crazy. But um, Joy Leslie found me, listened to my music and she was like, I have to get your hit, like your songs over to my brother because I don't think she knew, I knew who Ryan Leslie was. And then after that, it was like a rap. <laughs> so I was like, that's pretty cool. Like people are really watching, you just never know. I'm gonna say you never do know. I mean, what was that like to, you have that feeling that it's like, oh, like you knew who Ryan Leslie was. Like, you know who yeah. Ryan Leslie was and it's like people that are associated with him are looking at the music that I'm creating. Right, and that's why I was just like, wow, like this guy is like a magical, a magical musician. Like, you know, he's a genius. And I'm like, you know, like your team of people, like, you know, we're on the same caliber and you really think that this is like good. And I was at the time, I think like 15, 16. And I was just like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. Like, it's really dope. Sweet. Yeah, Ryan Leslie don't get enough credit, so. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened um, with the whole care. scandal thing he's yeah. in the stolen music thing like that. I don't really get into industry politics like that because, you know, I, I don't know anything. Yeah. But all in all, I don't care about drama. He has really great music. Definitely. So regardless of whatever the situation is, I don't understand why these people are not giving him enough credit that he needs. He should be at the fucking Grammys. Like, you know, like he should be producing a lot of things for like movies, shows and things like that, which I'm pretty sure he's probably doing. 
just yeah, not, might. you know, in public, probably. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it might have some sync placements because it's like the dude, he does everything. Right. He's like Prince. So it's like, yeah. It's dope. So from meeting Ryan Leslie and going from there, continue on with your story. How do you get to the next level? Well, um, I just started like breaking myself. So I just started doing more music and putting it out on SoundCloud. That's when SoundCloud was like the free, you know, streaming platform for um, music. So I put myself on SoundCloud. I would tell everybody to, uh, you know, stream it. And then that's when our space was dying down and then Facebook was becoming popping. So I would go on Facebook. I would just do blessed like messages and tell people to come do this. I used to do shows all over New York. I used to do shows at um, um, Bowery Poetry Club, Webster Hall. I used to, um, I did a Hot 97 event. That's one of the hottest radio stations in New York City for hip hop and R&B. We, um, we know who Hot 97 is. I mean, but you know what the <laughs> listeners might not. So, you, know, you gotta let them know. Like, you know, so, but um, I, uh, I just would, you know, just, you know, word of mouth. I was, you know, just, you know, travel. I was always traveling when I was younger. Um, I love to travel. Like I'm like the road trip hippie. I'm out. So um, I just to let people know, like, hey, I'm an artist. I'm Jaden Doe. Listen to this, that, and the third. So if you like, Google, like not Google, but like YouTube, some of my older stuff from like ten years ago, which is crazy. It's like, dang, like I was really doing this. Like you know, it's so cool to see the growth, like from then to like now, you know. Yeah. But um. That's how I let people know, like, you know, just going on social media platforms and promoting my music and doing collaborations with other artists, you know, you having fun, really having fun with it. Were you modeling at that time? Yes, I was. And the craziest thing, um, I was definitely modeling more than I was doing music. So I would do fashion shows all the time. I did New York Fashion Week and LA Fashion Week a few times. And that's another reason how, um, I kind of got out there in a way too, because I would do a lot of fashion shows and I would work with a lot of photographers and, you know, photographers that are part of their work. They like to, you know, put it in, you know, different websites or, you know, talk about this, that, and the third. So they will promote, you know, some of the photos that I've done with them and vice versa. So people be like, who's that? And then they find that I'm an artist. Then it's like, oh, you know, she models, she can sing. So it's just like. Yes, Jack you know. that's good. <laughs> At yes. At the time of you modeling, though, mm -hmm. did you have all the body heart that you have now? I did. I, not all of it, but I was pretty covered. Like, I probably didn't have my fingers on my neck, but everything else I had. Like, I, my, I was, some of, some of the fashion shows that I did, I was the only tattooed model, which I was really excited about, because I like to stand out. But I was really excited about that, because it's kind of like I was, like, changing the game in a way, you know, yeah. for certain high-end designers. Like, you know, people see tattooed models, they think, like, it has to be, like, urban or grungy or rock or whatever. But I was actually modeling in, like, really beautiful <laughs> garments like you know what i'm saying i had like uh nice dresses and um rompers and like you know resort wear for like high-end brands and i was really awesome i was i was really excited about that sweet that's awesome you're a beautiful girl and when it comes to modeling you don't think that you know your parents made you this way and that's it it's hard work to be a model yes it is. Burger. i'm gonna eat the cheeseburger you can't have <laughs> that is fact like for me, I love steak. I'm gonna eat steak anyway, like hello. But when I was modeling, I was 
probably, well, I was definitely 120 pounds. I was 120 pounds. Right now, I weigh 160, and I love weighing 160. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, good. I'm, I'm five eight. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm muscle. No, I'm <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, <laughs> potato, potato, potato. One sixty and five eight, perfection. All right, black right. Women, black would be five eight, two hundred pounds, perfection. Like right, but like being one twenty and five eight, there's a little skinny. Like I was really, I was really small, and I always wanted some weight on me. And I was like, dang, you know, you will have to try on your your uh garments maybe like three or four months prior to the show and you have to stay that same size for four months prior to the show and then when you get to the show you can't fit your stuff because you was eating this that and third and not monitoring your weight then you kind of could get fired and they will replace you or you know they will never book you again so it's kind of models actually have it kind of you know tough you know yeah. i got a mean walk like i'll model again but I'm not on my own time. Like, I don't really want to dedicate, you know, my body, mind, and weight to a certain piece of garment. I don't, go. I just don't, you, you know. <laughs> At what point did you decide, hey, I'm going to pivot away from modeling and lean more towards music? Um, Right before the pandemic. Um, because I actually took some time off um, just to, you know, rebrand myself because, you know, I was doing music before um you know the myspace and the facebook and etc cetera, etc cetera. but um i was like let me you know come up with a blueprint of how i'm gonna rebrand um i want to pitch myself to labels um i want to get out there in a more serious way i don't want to just keep uh, talking about hey you know listen to my music you know i wanted to get a pr i wanted to get a, a work with an indie label i wanted to get a manager and actually build the team so i actually took time to rebrand that and here i am <laughs> no, that's, that's right before the pandemic and whatnot but really you know, before the pandemic, um, what brought you to Houston? Well, my family lives here and I've been coming to Houston since like 2014. So I loved it. And I was living in um, LA before I moved here to Houston and it's just really chill. Um, it's a chill. I love food. I love how it's very spacious. Like New York city is like, everything is like together and on top of each other. But here you got like Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, like it's different places you can go within Texas. And I love the heat. I know people are like, she's psycho, but I love the heat. I hate cold. I don't want to be in the cold. So this is actually a perfect place for me because it still gets a little chilly during the, the winter time. A um, bit. So like, as excruciating as New York, so. But that's all <laughs> no and you were in New York, you experienced cold. Like, I feel like people that say they like yeah. cold haven't lived in the cold. Like, unless you've really shoveled snow no. every day, you ain't you ain't living mm -hmm. in the cold. You like, you think cold is fun. Like, it's like, right. oh, the snowflakes came down. Nah, man, snow ain't, right. snow ain't cool. So, right. Like, I can't do cold at all. Like, I don't want to see a snowflake. I don't, like, I'll, I want that to be by choice. Like, I'll go to Colorado, you know, like, you know, it's right there. Like, but I don't want to be like, oh, it's about the snow, wind, snow season. Let's, no, yeah. I can't do that. I need the heat, the pool, palm trees, done. I like Houston's weather too, because when it gets cold, I'll be like, I can put on my leather jacket for two days. And after that, 
shorts. It's warm again. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's how I was in California too. Like down uh, the mountains is like it's extremely hot, 90 degrees. And then when you go up to Bear Mountain, it's you can yeah. snowboard. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like that's how it is. So and it never rains in Southern California. <laughs> no. That's why they in drought. I'll be like, all right, we need a little bit of rain now. I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm concerned. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so so far, given that you've been New York, Los Angeles, Houston, I mean, these are big cities, mm-hmm. big cities and music as well. Which one do you prefer right now? Right now, if you had to make a choice, like your life, I'm not even going to say for the rest of your life, for the next five years, you got to stay in one of these cities. Which one is it going to be? I would I would definitely go back to L.A. Um, because ah. this, LA is like home. To, LA is like home to me. I love Houston. I love I love being here. But like, LA is just so many different avenues and room for a lot of a lot of things. Like you know, I'll, I'm a scenic girl, so I like the PCH in Malibu and Santa Monica Beach, riding a bike and roller skating. Like, it's like a peace of mind. Like, ah. it's not really that. Like, I yeah, I'm not going to Galveston's water. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> I'm right. not going to you're right. You're right. We, we, I, I, you can try to defend Galveston all day, and I be telling people, I'm like, Dang, it's not, it's not until when you go to another no. beach, then you're like, oh, oh, in, right. In Galveston's defense, not even in this defense, it's a lateral move. Were you really right. getting water in LA? Huh? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. I um, I you know, I'm not really a big swim. I know how to swim, but I'm terrified of ocean water. <laughs> it has to be like crystal clear blue for me to be like, yeah. okay, like I'm gonna go swimming in here. But California is like the the beaches are really rocky. Some of the beaches are really rocky, so they could be a little bit dangerous. You could cut yourself and all that craziness. I just be standing right at the shore, just. You know, exactly. but I'm not putting my feet in Galveston's water. I'm not even. Yeah, how we doing, Galveston? That's all I'm saying. It's the same thing. We we it's, you go for the boardwalk. You go for the yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's not completely. Like just... women, I'll be like, oh, right on, right on. <laughs> Won't be I me. Mean, shots out to the people that get into the Galveston water, and it's it's just you know it's sand. <laughs> it's just sand. It's not dirty. It's just I don't trust it. But you know it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't trust it, but that, that is what it is. So, right. You said you came to Houston around 2004. This is your time. No, 2014. Being... 2014. My bad. My yeah. bad. Oh, 2004. She was still a kid. She was still bad. That's the Apollo. Yeah. That's the Apollo. So you're coming around here in 2014. Mm-hmm. Was it the reality show of the Destiny's Child chasing Destiny reality show? Is that what brought you here? Um, no, actually, I actually did that show in Los Angeles. And um, that's not what brought me here. What brought me here was really just the aesthetic of Houston. I love Houston. I think Houston is a great city. I love to just, you know, be able to if I want to go to a bar right now, it's a bar that's hot right now. If I want to go to a museum, there's a museum that's hot right now. If I wanted to go to, you know, get to get some great food there's like a huge selection of food here and that's how I, and i also wanted to like travel like i get bored easily sometimes and sometimes like in certain cities like la I lived in la for seven years and i never got really bored with la because it was all it's always something to do always something to, but that's how i feel about here it's always something to do you can never get tired of houston yeah. it's it's exciting so super exciting but Talk about your time on Ch- Chasing Destiny, like being on a reality show. It's dope. 
Yeah, it's like being on that show. First of all, we were up at like six o'clock in the morning, so I am not a morning person. Let's start there. <laughs> but um, we 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 filmed it at um um it's something Greer Studios that is on uh, La Cienega or La Brea, La Brea in um Sunset, one of those. But I don't know it's on Sunset somewhere, and um we we um got up at six in the morning call time was i actually got the gig from um my former agent her name is tammy b um she's she was a um like a like a reality tv agent mm -hmm. um she do like placements and bookings and stuff in um, los angeles but however um we got on the show which was really great um it was me and a couple of other girls well actually a lot of other girls and we all had numbers and this is my first experience on a like a a singy type of like show like you know what i'm saying like this is like you know kelly Rowland we're talking about like this is not like like we're at the source like you know what i'm saying like kelly Rowland is right here like yeah. you know like he's listening to you right now like <laughs> hey kelly like you know it was crazy so um i went on the show um we were in a waiting area everybody was rehearsing and everyone was like you know having a good time and i i assume some people was nervous I wasn't at this time, like my nervousness was, and I was like, uh uh, I gotta get to it. But um, I did my audition, and it was her, and I forgot the, I always forget his name, but the one of the, uh, he was a manager for the group In Vogue back in the day. Totally forgot his name. I always forget his name. I don't know why, but. No problem. Very important, very important guy, but um, I went there. I, um, I did, I sung, you know, the song I sung John, uh, John Legend, Ordinary People, and I forgot the other songs. I think Leona Lewis keep reading or something like that. And um, my experience, like, you know, just chatting with Kelly Rowling and, and um, you know, and like just talking with the, the other girls, because we had to sing. It wasn't just me doing a solo. We had to pick a group of like to sing with other girls that we like we did not know at all. That's hard to do. I was like, <laughs> you shitting me or am I shitting you? So now, and everyone is assigned to a group. Like we couldn't really choose. Everybody was like, "You're over here, y'all over here, y'all over here." Sing Hotline Bling, and we had to harmonize and come up with our own like vibe, and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my group was terrible. Like it was some groups that was like. You know, but my group in particular, like we just couldn't get the notes right. But however, it was a great experience being on the show um, and talking to Kelly Rowland and actually getting an opportunity to let people know, like, hey, like you know, I am a singer, I am a songwriter, and you know, like she's a great performer, she's a great artist. So that was definitely inspiring for me. Um, the only thing I can actually say about the show, though, is that it was every like every other show, it was staged, so they already knew who was gonna win which i kind of thought that was kind of corny you get what i'm saying like okay so describe describe was, that process so you're like they y'all went in and it was did they tell y'all who was gonna win already or no i figured it out i guess look okay i'm smart okay okay i figured it out because <laughs> i was like because some of the girls i remember i remember each girl that's in june's diary wherever the group is now but I remember every single girl that was in there. They split them up strategically, um, and then it, they knew who who they were gonna pick. They picked, I think. So all the cities they went to, they picked one girl from each city. But they already the girls already knew that they were gonna win. They were just filming a show. Ah. But we were we had the impression like we were competing to, for like you know the spot. 
you know, to be in this group. So it was kind of like, to me, that was kind of corny because it's kind of like, say that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, like, I would have still come on the show. Don't prop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like for real, like I, I just thought it was kind of corny because I'm like, and then they had like um, other girls that are, that were famous that didn't know Kelly Rowland that knew her prior to like singing and working with her doing other projects. They were on a show, and I'm like, how how y'all know each other? Because I'm confused. I thought this was like a real like you know everybody's like oh my god you know but it was it's it's reality TV you know yes. they're gonna sell the show and that's that. <laughs> reality TV is not real reality, so right. Not at all. So not at all. that's the only thing. That was kind of funny about being on that show, but it was a good experience. It was very fun. Kelly Rowland is a really um, awesome person. She loves elephants. I have an elephant that's tattooed here, so that uh, stuck out to her. So she made a compliment about that on the show, and um, it was pretty cool. So dope. That's dope. You've been on a few shows. No Safe Show with Nikki Glaser, Jimmy Kimmel. Like, yeah. What was what? Tell us about those those experiences, then. So on the Not Safe show with um, Nikki Glacier, it was pretty funny. Um, Tammy B, uh, once, she, once again, she booked me for that. And uh, we were playing the show. Uh, we had remade a funny version of the show Cash Cab. Okay. okay I like that. But, but the gag is, instead of it being Cash Cab, we were picking guys up from the strip club. And so I had a um, a money gun, but they didn't know that I had a money gun. But if they got the question, because they will get in a cab and they'll be like, yo, why is this girl in my cab already? Like, this is not a pool. Like, I don't want to pool with nobody. But they um, they all announce like, hey, you know, like you you just want to ride, but da for cash cab, et cetera, et cetera. Mind you, it's County Central. So it's stupid and hilarious and funny. So we ask them crazy questions like, who's the president? Which you remember, they come from the strip club, so they're hella lit. Like, you know, we ask them just stupid questions pertaining to like politics and funny shit like that. And um, it's like some of the guys really didn't know some of the, you know, these political questions, which I thought was crazy. And when they got it right though, I would take the money gun and like actually throw money. So they actually wanted money for answering the questions. Oh, right like correctly <laughs> it was pretty funny so that episode is still out mm. um that's pretty funny and then on jimmy kimmel live um this is actually a funny story i was walking down regular regular day just a regular day and a regular <laughs> and i was walking past on hollywood you know hollywood boulevard where they filmed the show i don't know if they still film it there or if they changed it but you know one of the you know, I guess producers of the show was like, hey, would you like to be on Jimmy Kimmel? I looked at him like he was psychotic. I was like, good sir, back away from me. <laughs> like, you know, this is my first time. <laughs> like, this is when I just moved to California too. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, and I look completely crazy. Like I had on sweatpants, Converse, a messy ass mohawk, and like, you know, just shopping, just chilling, regular day. And he was like, no, seriously, do you want to be on Jimmy Kimmel? And I was like, okay, cool. He was like, okay, we're going to play this game for and or not. So you're going to be one of the, the contestants and Jimmy Kimmel is going to have to, um, you know, you know the game for and or not. He's going to yeah. have to guess where you're from. So it was my turn on the game. And he was like, oh, you're from London. And I was like, I don't know why everyone thinks I'm from London. That's a compliment. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> where you feel me? I was like, I look foreign. Okay, so um, so he was like, you look like you're from London. I was like, eh, I'm from Brooklyn. And you know, Jimmy Kimmel is from Brooklyn as well. He's from Williamsburg, I believe. 
Um, so he was like, oh, you're from Brooklyn. So now we have this whole conversation. He's like, what are you doing in LA? And I was like, you know, I'm a singer songwriter. He was like, sing something. Now you know damn well I was finna sing something. <laughs> so my ass started singing and the crowd went crazy. My mom, is, uh, my mom was like, I didn't tell, you know, it, everything is live. So my mom was like, you want Jimmy Kimmel? <laughs> so it was crazy and I sung Mariah Carey, always my baby. This is always my go-to song on the spot anyway. Um, so it was pretty cool. It was pretty crazy. So, um, it was, it was really fun. Um, what else happened? Um, so later on in the show, uh, Vince Vaughn, um, they had an interview right after we played Foreigner or Not. And, um, it was, it was pretty cool because he was just like, remember that girl that was singing XYZ? Like she could really sing and she needs a, re a recording contract right now. And I was like, Vince Vaughn, don't play with me, Vince. I'm for real. And he was like, she's. <laughs> He was like, she cute. If I wasn't married, I'd marry her. And I, my sister was like, Vince Vaughn is talking about you right now. I was like, this is crazy. I was like, okay, I knew. I was like, I'm a star, y'all. Hold on. Let me get my shit right. You've always <laughs> been a star. My, my brother brought this. is really cool. This is all subject. Well, my brother brought this to my attention a long time ago, way before Twitter started talking about it. I know you love Mariah Carey. Yes. But yes, you always be my baby. Yeah. Kind of kind of stalker is you'll always be a part of me i'm part oh, of no, you no, no. look it's a stalker song it's a stalker song Why right? don't you, know you can't it's not a stalker song <laughs> good it it not a, creepy. Not, when you say it like that it is kind of creepy when there you, are when a you lot say it like, mm, you gotta yeah, think about gotta it like this it. though <laughs> do i have to yeah. change my go-to song no 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 don't do change it if you write if you write a good love song, you're writing it about somebody that you have those feelings for. But the thing about it is, when you just look at the lyrics, lyrics always look wild. Like always. You're like, whoa. Yeah, that's whoa. pretty that's true. Yeah. Be like, the, wor the worst stalker song, and that's not a love song, is Hey Lover by LL Cool J. Everybody yeah, knows it that. is. If you go yeah. back and look at the lyrics for Hey Lover by LL Cool J, it's a eyes in the rear view. The nigga envision messing with that man's wife. That's three, that's three verses of a man just imagining having a relationship with a girl that has a boyfriend. It's very wild. That's but, really creepy. That's pretty uh, creepy. Also, LL, if, if you hear this LL, dog, we're joking, dog. Like, put us on serious. Like, we're playing. It's yeah. Kind of creepy. We don't like Jamie Foxx either. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, see, you have to listen to Jamie Foxx sing. Don't look at the lyrics. It's oh, a little, oh. you know, sketchy. <laughs> day, oh, you'd be like, okay, okay. No, Jamie Foxx okay. is incredible. Jamie Foxx. Yeah, he's incredible. a. I just know. I just know they've had beef since any given Sunday. So you know, I'm not trying to jump in that, but. <laughs> But okay, so we talked about Mariah Carey and Jamie Foxx, LL Cool J, all those mm -hmm. people. Your music, like, mm -hmm. let's talk about that because Mariah Carey is your influence. Vince uh, Vince Vaughn has already vouched for you on national, right? Which is national television. Crazy. Like, get that woman to sing a contract. All right, mm -hmm. get her a contract right now. Uh, I, I mean, tell people about your music. I mean, preferably like your new single that you have out right now. What is love? Yes. So my new single is called What Is Love? And um, it's it's one of, it's actually, I'm doing an EP as well, followed by, so it's just one of the songs that's on my EP as well. And it's it's a love song and it's a feel good song. I feel like, um, you know, they was making this funny joke about um, P. Diddy and, and, and saying like, cause he said who killed R&B or R&B is, is dying out or something like that. 
And I'm just like, you know, I wanted to kind of bring that vibe back, you know, soft guitar, acoustic sounds back. You know, I feel like everybody is doing the same, you know, rapping, female rappers or talk singing. I want to bring back the real vocal chords, you know, soft and subtle music. And um, so I, I wrote What is Love? And so, but most of the songs that's going to be on the EP is going to be, um, every song's going to be different. Okay. Every single song's going to be different. So it's not going to be the same aesthetic, which so is something that- So for, for this EP, our, we're not going all soft. It's going to be a variety showcasing what you do. Yes, we're going to have some house, Afro beats, pop. Mm. Um, you know, we do have soul, neo soul, which is what is love is like, instead of like neo soul, um, pop in a way. So yeah, it's a variety. So I'm really excited for that. This fall, you guys, my AP, right now, What Is Love is out um, on all platforms. Um, and then I also have a video that I'm dropping uh, this week, actually, in six days. So the video to What Is Love is dropping in six days. And I'm really excited about that. <laughs> Y'all go stream that. Go watch the video. Go stream What Is Love. Check it out. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm Tell people, I mean, when you're sitting up here and you're saying like the EP is going to be a variety of stuff in terms of you, like what's the type of music or I mean, what kind of music are you actually going to be putting out there after this EP? Like, what's the sound that people come to for you? The sound is going to be, I would say, you know, pop. I love okay. pop. All yeah. forms of pop, whether it's like pop soul, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely a pop girl. Well, I care. You're right. I'm a definitely I'm a pop star, and uh, you know that's just how it is. <laughs> but you're definitely coming to, uh, coming towards me um, to hear some pop, some R and B, and you know I do I love house music, so I'm definitely moving into that. But that's a form of pop in a way, anyway. So it really is. It really, yeah. really is. How is it uh, from your and you brought up the Diddy thing because I'm like I feel like now every six months somebody comes out and goes, you know what R and B like what happened to R and B. And there's usually right. an R&B singer that's like, I'm right here. I I keep putting out music. Like, what are you talking about? And so right. what are your feelings on just people, the, the public's overall feelings on R&B? Well, the reason why the public is reacting that way is because they don't put talented artists in front of the public. Uh-huh. That's why there's indie artists, underground artists. They put the same people in rotation. Yeah. Who don't sound great. Yeah. And yeah. then that's why people are like, oh, it's dying out. No, it's not dying out. It's just that the mainstream media is, is trying to jump on one-hit wonders and not put quality music out. But that's their fault. And then the contracts that Diddy made his artist sign. So <laughs> I don't know. Like, this is why. What, did he sign? Who was it? Day, 20, what, day 26 was yeah. under Diddy? Yeah. Day 26, yes. Day 26, Danity Kane. Uh, Puffy had some people. All I'm saying is, hey, why am I trying to have Puffy had a number of people. Puffy yeah. had a number of people. I'm not trying to put right, a, but just his group. Like, where Puff the Puff. hell is Danity King? Yeah, they were a fire ass group, and Day 26 is fire. And now they're trying to come out again. It's kind of like, remember Diddy's <laughs> last album, uh, and his last hit was that one. Um, Good morning, but he had it with two members of Danny Kane. Yeah, it wasn't two members. It was one from Danny Kane, and it was the other uh, young lady. I just forgot her name. Last train to Paris. Oh yeah, Estelle. Yeah, yeah. Was it Estelle? It was. It was Estelle. She got the haircut. 
It could have been. Yeah, that was a sell. But like I said, R and B, like even even it's it's just like it's the mainstream media. If you put talent in front of, if you if you put quality music out, you know, and they was they was if they were able to stream it, then you know we would be able to hear it. But mm-hmm. they everybody is so cutthroat and want to be just you know, trying to be in the loop and in the mix. I was scared to say, hey, check out this artist. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you like some R&B? Check out this artist. Everybody wants to be what's hot right now. And they're scared to branch off to, like, explore other talents and stuff. I think it's crazy. But that's why I see R&B is dead. It's not dead. It's like, what you're saying, Mary J. Blige is not making hits because if, if you ask me. Yeah. Timeless music. We need more artists like that. We need more artists that are timeless. Like we're still bumping Mary J. Like from 1990. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Like you know, like we these are song, like these new artists are remixing their old songs. Yeah, yeah. And samples. Like we need more artists like that because it's so many artists now that you listen to one record and it's like, all right. I mean, yeah. yeah. Artists is out. Like you know, it's a billion artists out here like but no one wants everybody is so like money hungry and and want the fame they don't want to take the time to be timeless you know what i'm saying absolutely absolutely um i mean you know it's gonna take effort i'm sure we were talking about diddy his son just basically recreates all his music (laughs) single like i'm over it I was like, look, i said it's no and this ain't even a shot against young diddy but man just do something Different. Different. Like, I don't hear what you sound like because I thought that was your brother. Mr. Young Combs. I was like, dog, it's literally. Put some respect on his name. Don't call him Young Diddy. I know you knew his name. I'm going to call him Young Diddy because every time he come out with a song, it's the same song that I listen to. Right, that he did. You look like your daddy. Right. Just like your daddy. I'm like, (laughs) this is the same thing over and over and over again. Right. You know, it's Mm -hmm. nice to have people that are out there that are like doing like, you know, a different kind of variety. You know? Right, it's like we need new new sounds, and that's why I'm here to bring all the new sounds and the vibes and the vocal cords and the style and the fashion and the so on and so forth. The industry needs me. <laughs> that was perfect. Do you? Yeah. The other thing too is now that you know that you're starting to see more artists that are coming out and like, look, I'm gonna just do whatever I want. Like, right. you know, and I say I see you where it's like, uh, I'm a high fashion model, but I got tattoos. I'm gonna sing. Right. And I'm going to sing like, you know, people might look at you and not think, oh, she's going to do soft music. And you're like, yeah, I got the soft music, but I also got this house over here. I got this over here. Like, I got all and I'm the right. in the room too. So <laughs> being in this industry now, as you've seen it, you know, change, I mean, since you were on that stage mm-hmm. and you've been in, you were on the Apollo stage with a group. You did the uh, Kelly Rowland show with a group. And I feel like those kind of things also want to put people kind of in a box. Like, this is what y'all need to do. This is what y'all need to do. This is what y'all need to do. Do you right. feel like there's more freedom now for an artist or at least for yourself? Yes, I definitely feel a lot of freedom. I feel like, you know, a lot of, I mean, Instagram and social media is is making it free you know what i'm saying like you can do anything sky's the limit on social media but i mean as artists now in this generation of like the music era i feel like we can do whatever we want back in the days you know it was a little bit more creative control but now the artists have the leniency to have like 
the creative control and the and the you know the fun vibes hey i'm aware of this and and you know i don't care what they say call me crazy if you want to i want to stand out um i feel like a lot of artists are doing what they want to do sometimes it's for the worst and sometimes it's for the extraordinary better like you know but it's like i i like this part this generation of music i like because everyone is moving like freely like you can kind of feel it you're like oh drake will drop an album and tell us like right now <laughs> hey guys mm -hmm. hey drop the album go stream it back in the days you had to prep and, and and do a freaking press release and now artists are just like fuck it i dropped the song at midnight what's up pop up for me on yeah. in vegas tomorrow like you know it's, it's like surprises like you know it's not like i don't know it's different it's more free i like it better now the other thing too is like i mean you're bringing up drake it's like drake and beyonce just dropped albums that people would not consider in their genre and now right it's immediately like yeah that's ours that, yeah that, this is this is what we're doing I love it. I mean, like I always say, that music is for people who have an 800 credit score and a black card and taking things <laughs> else. I mean, that's the type of music that they're making. Okay. That's like, why I can't get it. <laughs> <laughs> we did all the whole rah rah music and now we're going to Ibiza with it. Like now we're going to Greece. Now we're going to make elevator music. Like it's an aesthetic. And and another genre that I'm so surprised, I won't be surprised if Drake hop on this or even Beyonce hop on this lo fi, like chill hop. Yeah. It's, it's just hip hop jazz. That shit is fire. I listen to that every morning all the time I and i'm like I, I like to sing to that type of um instrumentals those type of instrumentals but i feel like that's another genre that people are gonna start moving towards yeah. and it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be dope like i would yeah, i'm really surprised if drake did it and, and, and it makes sense it takes um i mean it's work it comes from like the works of like um how did i just forget this q-tip and whatever well, how did i forget yeah. his name his, thank you uh god a tribe called quest uh, yes. There you go. I think so But yeah. I'm like, it's all this lo-fi music that has been uh kids have been listening to and they've been trained to hear on YouTube because we all know the channel, the girl with the cat who's studying. Yeah, I think it was playing for years. I think it played it's for five years hot. live nonstop. So that's yes, it is the bomb. We just you be jamming like that. those. You're you're already innovative. Yes, it is you do I it. love chill hop. You are, you letting, are you letting us know? Oh, I am. I am. I'm about to say you got chill hop coming. Chill hop. Yeah. I what? already have some some in the works for that. Like I love chill hop. I'm definitely gonna definitely move into that too. So that's definitely gonna be a part of my my vibe because I I love it like extremely. You could perform. You could do all these things. Speaking mm -hmm. about performances, uh, what was that like for you to perform at the Loud Festival on a festival loud. stage? So performing at the Outlaw Festival and um, the Outlaw Festival. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, it was it was really it was really awesome. It was my first time performing at a festival, so I thought that you know this experience would actually give me you know it would broaden my experience on uh, performing professionally. There's some stuff I thought I could have did better or said um, or you know songs I could have did, but the adrenaline was there. The people loved me. Um, I got so many amazing connections just being on the stage having lights behind me in the smoke i was like this is the stage i need to be on and i forgot all about the intermission I was like, no i don't want to be a part of no um 
Small shows I'm playing. <laughs> 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 oh, like, oh, once, you get a, once you get a taste of like a big stage smoke, people controlling your lights and your sound, and you got background dancers, and, and you you know you got this crowd that's anticipating on what the hell you're gonna do, it changes your whole mindset of doing shows. You'd be like, I need that stage. Like, can I get that stage? Like, you forget that you're even like you don't even be nervous. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because there's just so many people that that's waiting for you to just, I don't give a fuck if you just say one word, they're like, you know, they're listening and they're like, what are you gonna do? Because they've never seen you before. So imagine people that do know you and you're on this big stage. So I was like, I definitely wanna do bigger shows, um, well, festivals, it was outdoor, I performed um, right next to the Ferris wheel stage. And mm -hmm. it was crazy. Like, you know, people was watching me on a Ferris wheel you know, like looking down at the stage watching you perform. I was like, what? You know what I'm saying? You, you can't be you mad on a fair next show. year. Like, <laughs> I'll be more prepared. Give me back. If, but behind the scenes, though, um, we, you know, all the artists and, you know, the organizers of the event and everything, we were all in the group chat. It was hectic. Can't curse in your music. You can't do this. You can't do that. No way. I'm just like, you shit me and my shit in yo. <laughs> it was like this is a LGBTQ plus yeah. festival. They don't give a damn about no curse words. They're out loud. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys are just too much. So I was like, I'm gonna do a lap. And I was saying, um, well, most artists blinked out, you know, their curses, curse words or whatever for the festival, but it was still a fun experience. But I feel like if we was to have the twerkers and the, it would have been much much bigger a lot of artists did drop out because uh of the hoorah yeah the like, like i'm a rapper like uh, my whole uh album and songs they all have curses in it like i can't mute out every mm -hmm. single curse word <laughs> silly. so i understand that but it was it was a great experience being in the middle of west hollywood california people are just and the event was free well the stage that i performed that it was um in the like the entrance of it so it was a free stage so so everyone that's walking in gets to see the performers before the performers <laughs> pretty much like it's it was amazing like little kim was there so also santana was there charlie xcx was there if I said that right, right. Um, uh, Jesse J also performed. Um, so it was a lot of people. We had Cardi B. Uh, Cardi B was there, but she did. I don't know if she performed. I know she was on a float um, for GoPuff. It's like some whipped cream brand that they have in uh, West Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. But it was. I mean, it was like I was just surrounded by so much positivity, love, and light, and I just was so excited. Like it was a great experience. I would definitely do it again. Yeah, that's great, and you you you've already put it out in the atmosphere. You want to do it again, you know? I'm gonna do it again. You will. This time it's gonna say Jada Zone back on the LED screen. See? You know what I'm saying? Speaking into existence. Bringing it back uh -huh. to Brooklyn, Biggie said he just wished every performer got to rock a crowd of thousands of people just so they could have that feeling. And we're so happy that you were able to experience that. We're so happy to yeah. have you stay in and come out at the same time and to be on our show. Where can everybody find you on social media? You guys can find me on Instagram at Jadenzo, which is J-A-E-D-E-N-Z-O-E. Also on Twitter. I just restarted my Twitter. 
because I was out of the Twitter loop for a minute. Um, it's Jaden Zoe, J-A-E-D-E-N-Z-O-E online. Um, that's Twitter, Zoe online. And um, my single, What is Love, is streaming on I um, iTunes, Apple, um, where else? A uh, title, Amazon Music. It's also on YouTube as well for DJs that want love to download it. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's pretty much that. There you go. Well, thank you once again. All right. I am Avery, like a very nice guy. That's been uh, my brother, Just Devon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can find me at AVE. What, what am I? AVE. It's the Avery. A -V -E. Thank you. P-H-E-E underscore A-V-E-R-I-I. I don't know. You, it's in there. It's down there somewhere. There's my brother. You can find him at Just Devon and also at Dr. Douglas. And you could find us both, which is very important. This is the only one you need. At My Humble O. That's it. That's it. At My Humble O. Humble yours. <laughs> my Humble Opinion Podcast. H-Town. It's too sweet. H-Town. It's too sweet. Goodbye. <laughs>